Hi, and welcome to the podcast channel on podcastmybusiness.com.au. And we have Dean from thepartypeople.com.au. How are you doing, Dean? Good, Tony. How are you? Look, I'm ready to party. Let's do it. Yeah, let's bring it on. Okay. So when we say party, we're not talking about um, uh, end of school term or school year parties, which is in the news at the moment. We're talking about normal parties with kids dressing up and back in the day when they used to have them, office parties and things like that. So my very first question is, let's deal with this straight away. How do you supply... Say, we discriminate. We do all parties. So it doesn't matter which one it is. If, if the kids want to do something for muck-up day and they're getting dressed up, which they are at the moment, we're doing that too. So all, all, yeah. of, it, all of the above. Okay. I stand corrected. I was thinking about a different party perception and ones that I normally but, but go to. But people do say okay. to me, when I, when I tell people we sell party supplies, they think it's the, uh, <laughs> the uh, white substances that are going around and uh, have to correct yes. them on that one. And the alcohol and other things yeah, that go on. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, good. Okay, so good. Okay, so we're talking about costumes, mostly for kids and children's parties and things like that. We've got Halloween coming up, October Fest, so you've got some adult parties as well. Um, so yeah. my first question is, how does a business that organises party survive when we're not allowed to have parties? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a very bumpy ride for us over the last, what is it, six to nine months or whatever it's been. Mm, uh, yeah. In March, when, when, when COVID really got real for everybody, um, we, we were down about 92% in that month. Mm, um, yeah. one, one thing we, got, we probably did first off was we noticed that we were still getting 8% of sales. Um, mm. And, you know, we, we were talking to our team and saying, you know, get out there and ask these customers, what, what are they actually buying? Because obviously parties were illegal at that point. So... Yeah. Um, we got out there and had a chat with customers and we pivoted a little bit based on that information. So we, we set up a page on our website. The main banner was uh, called Coronavirus Survival. And in there we were selling sanitizer and masks in one yeah. section. In another section we were selling baking because people were coming in and buying baking stuff because they were cooped up at home. Uh, yeah. We were selling dress-ups for people, think, again, things for people to do at home. Um, and arts and crafts. So we focused on those categories. Um, and obviously they business bounce back from there and it was a you know i guess when it comes to sanitizer that was a complete new area to, to jump into but the other categories they were all just like you know slight pivots and refocusing of our offer which um certainly made a massive difference and we bounced back pretty quickly yeah and i think that's what it is i think smart businesses have and i'm sure there'll be a better word next year we'll be talking about a wankier word than pivot but let's stick with pivot yeah, yeah, uh, it's getting a bit old now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It'll be some sort of oh, financial um, compass resetting or something like that. Yeah, I'll um, come up with some new buzzword. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so we've all had to do that, um, and I've had to do that, and every business has to do that. And those who – I interviewed um, uh, Fred Shibesta, the co-founder of finder.com.au a little while ago. And he was saying that for businesses these days and what they're looking for, for venture capitalists and whatever, is it's not the ability to maintain steady as she goes. It's the ability to change rapidly and come up with new ways and new things to do. And you guys have certainly done that. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think so. I mean, actually, to be honest, we've, we've, we've probably been very well known for our ability to innovate, and pivot, and adapt to change. 
over the years. Mm. Um, we, you know, we were one of Google Australia's first advertisers and we jumped onto a bunch of tech and innovations in retail as, as a first mover, or at least an early adopter. Um, but when COVID hit, I mean, that even, I mean, we reacted relatively quickly, but it was certainly very difficult even for us. So I'd hate to see how other mm. businesses would have, you know, would have, would have coped with that, but certainly, we did adapt. I mean, sanitizer was one of those things we jumped on very, very early um, in mid-March, um, got supply, secured long-term supply, and then um, got out of it a couple of months ago um, mm. as, as, as the market started to get flooded. So, you know, we've, we've, we're still adapting now. I mean, I mentioned about the early days of, of COVID, but certainly today, in the current environment with COVID, um, with, you know, different levels of restrictions around the country, um, you know, we're seeing some interesting things where, you know, our, 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 we're seeing in Sydney, for example, that a lot of people are not having the big events. So the big, you know, the big scale things aren't happening as much, but there's a lot more small scale stuff going on at the moment than there usually is. You know, people before used to have a birthday, they might have it at a nightclub or a, um, or at a restaurant or something where now everyone's having a party at home. So they need stuff for that. And we're seeing, you know, growth in areas that, we wouldn't have expected. We're seeing declines in costumes and things like that, but you know, balloon decorating and balloons in the home is, is you know, probably I think we're exceeding at about double last year in that particular department. So it's kind of mm. thrown everything in into a completely new sort of you know, our business has had to sort of have a look at how it operates and change its whole operating model in the current environment, which has been you know, plenty of fun, I guess. But we're not the only one experiencing that. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean that's what you've got to you know adjust quickly. And I, I guess in in Melbourne, um, they'll be starting to party now. Um, now that the restrictions are starting to come down a bit, and in Sydney, I think they're going to allow bigger events. I know theatres and whatever are starting to um, increase their capacity, and I think that's going to get even better as we go along. So you do quite yeah. a few different things. So. Um, what what's your main line? Is it the balloons? Is it the costumes? Is it what actually is it mostly? I mean, it would have been party supplies if you asked me um, pre-COVID. Um, yeah. Balloons is definitely the the key category at the moment that's keeping the business um, doing well. I guess is probably the best way to put it. But yeah. you know that that can, you know cost if you if you were to split the, the business into costumes. Um, or if you split into costumes, events, um, party supplies, and balloons, then you know costumes are pretty much non-existent at the moment because no one's having costume parties. Um, yeah. Events, no one's doing those large-scale events like Oktoberfest and uh, Halloween, which I'm sure we'll talk about, and uh, you know even things like St. Patrick's Day and Easter. None of them things really happened on, a, on any sort of large scale. Uh, party supplies are sort of hovering around i mean they're still not as big as i used to because people are obviously having parties at home but the restrictions are you know 10 to 20 people so people often have the cups and plates to cater for that um yeah. so yeah. they're not buying it yeah. you know and uh but with balloons they've still got to decorate so our decorating parts of our business are doing quite well so you know, kind of ups, swings on the roundabouts there with the business well yeah and we were talking about halloween and i was in america yeah. two years ago for halloween Look, they go nuts. They go absolutely yeah. nuts. I was in a haunted house. I got very lucky in a haunted house, uh, and they have actors that 
play parts and I come out and scare you and touch you and shake you and do things and whatever. And I got lucky behind this teenage couple and the girl was a shrieker. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> she screamed all the way through and I just couldn't stop laughing. And if they sat down, I'd wait for them to keep going. I said, no, 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 no. I'm staying behind you because you are just too awesome. So Halloween this year, I still think, yeah, I was very lucky. I still think it's, it's going to be on. And it's because Halloween is a lot, I imagine it's a lot more in the home than huge full-scale parties necessarily. Yeah, look, you'd be surprised. I mean, Halloween has typically been a lot to do with the nightclubs and the, the pubs as well, doing stuff. Um, mm. So, you know, that, that, that part of the business, obviously, I don't think any of those things will happen. Um, Trick-or-treating is another part of Halloween that is is massive part of it, and I, I can't see that happening uh, even in... I mean, Sydney's a question yeah. mark. Sydney's a question mark, but Melbourne, I can't mm. see it happening. I mean, you've got the no. other side of... The whole country, I mean, you know... We're on an, obviously a national podcast here. I mean, depends which part of the country you talk about. WA is going full steam ahead with Halloween, so yep. you know you've got just such a difference between different states in what what we're doing. I mean, we're online, so we're feeling you know we're seeing all sorts of interesting stuff with WA being a real good market for us right now online. Um, Melbourne also a real good market because people are still doing Halloween before all the stores are closed, so we've got to get mm. their stuff somewhere. Um, and like mm. you said, people are doing it at home. And then with Sydney, I think um, a lot of people are probably more undecided about what Halloween is to them this year, um, mm. because at the moment we're, we're you know, we could be looking at a COVID Halloween where it's fully restricted, or we we could be looking at restrictions getting lifted. So the real difficult thing for me as a business, and, and for a lot of businesses even at the moment, with you know a lot of businesses rely on Christmas, for example, um, is that we don't even customers don't know what they're going to do for these seasons. And us as businesses, we can't be preparing last minute. So we need to try to figure out what's going to happen before the consumer even knows what they're doing. Yeah, and I think you're right. I know, I, I know with trick and treat, you know, kids dressing up, I still think there'll be an element of that. But going from door yeah, to door yeah. and getting lollies that have been put out by a pair of hands, picked up by another pair of hands and then put in a bowl and then other pairs of hands, ha like sanitizing lollies and whatever, even though kids aren't at risk shall we say, um, yeah. is going to be... Yeah, I think I think for all intents and purposes, Halloween is not going to be huge this year. Um, yeah. So let's look, at, let's look at Christmas. I mean, I see you don't have that up on your website yet because, you know, you've got other celebrations you want to get out first. Yeah. But how do you perceive with Christmas? Because I think it's going to be fairly well open by then. So... Do you think it, it's worth you pushing Christmas earlier and getting it out going first and just saying to people, or oh, celebrate the end of the year, maybe having special items? Thank God it's end of coronavirus year or something like that. Yeah, I think it's again about the, the different categories of Christmas and what, what will go well and what won't. You know, I mean, we're looking at things like we do a lot of wearables, you know, like hats and things like that. Mm. I can't see mm. them doing anything meaningful this year in terms of growth. In fact, I, I, I'm confident it'll go backwards um, yeah. because, you know, the, those large-scale events like carols and, and things like that aren't happening around the place um, yeah. and all the, all the different sort of, you know, there's a lot of innovative different Christmas events that go on around the country. So I, I don't think any of them will happen, but um, on the opposite side of it, you're going to have a lot more home-style things. So I think people will go a little bit bigger on 
decorating the yard and the house because they, they want to mm. you know, let them slip in and have a bit more fun. And I think people will make that home Christmas party or Christmas Eve parties or catching up with friends and things like that. I'll probably do that a lot more on a small scale than they might have otherwise. Mm. So the mm. home Christmas will be bigger than usual. Um, mm. So I think, again, we'll see different parts of the business. You know, I mean, we sell, a good example might be bonbons. We sell boutique versions of bonbons and we sell 100 catering packs. So we're not forecasting to sell many catering packs this year. So we've cut that range down mm. and really gone hard on the boutique range of bonbons um, because mm. we think that you know, they come in sort of 12s and 24s and that, that's the dollar parties that will happen this year. So we've had to tailor our yeah. range for that. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, and of course, parties, especially kids' parties, were famous for, you know, well, you have yours at McDonald's, we're having ours at a ice skating rink, well, we're having ours on top of the Harbour Bridge or in the Opera House or whatever. Yep. Um, yep. So I guess that you can see that that might be similar, say, for bonbons. You might want to say, well, okay, let's see if people can compete for the best bonbon and things like that. Yeah. So maybe that's the way to go. Yeah, and there's a lot of different things innovating. Like we, we talked about Halloween, and not, not, I don't want to digress too much, but you know, with mm, Halloween, sure. we're looking yeah. at all sorts of fun things like people making spooky face masks, you know, using the mask and drawing on them, and, um, you know, parties like that instead of decorating a pumpkin, and um, people doing more stuff like that, driving around spots a pumpkin, or um, mm. reverse trick or treating, going and delivering stuff to family and friends. Um, so I think we'll see mm. people get innovative and fun about Halloween and Christmas this year and, and, and try to make it memorable. A bit like what we've seen with parties. I mean, parties in general, you know, mm. a lot of people have seen it as an opportunity to have a unique birthday party that they'll remember forever because you'll never be in this environment again, hopefully. Well, hope, hope so. But, you know, yeah. people are looking at like, oh, I want to have this birthday. Let's do a drive-by birthday party because it'll just be one of those things we'll remember. You know, remember the time we had a drive-by birthday party. So I think people are looking so at Christmas and Halloween like that too. So drive-by birthday party, so drive-by Christmas party, um, is that when you get a present and you throw it out the window and hope it bounces on the lawn or something? Yeah, there's a few ways to do it, but that's one of them. <laughs> I just That just popped into my head. I thought, great, you know, have something like that. There you go, have it, and just drive just, off. Just like, like the newspaper guy, just drive around and throw it on the lawn, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, <laughs> I can see that, and I, I can certainly see, um, yeah, that people will have bigger outdoor Christmas um, decorations this year. So families will be driving around even more. I'm right, I'm here in Lane Cove and our street down the end of the road has won the best decorated street for the last 10 years or something. In fact, they've stopped putting, going into it. Um, yeah, yeah. And regularly, it's a, a traffic queue. So I can see that's happening, going to happen a lot more. And people might just decide to... Um, Go for bigger decorations out the front. Yeah, we hope so. We hope so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, absolutely. Okay. So looking past and looking through where we are now with coronavirus, because although we'll be talking about it for the next 50 years, we certainly won't be living it for the next 50 years. So, we hope so. How, do you, how do you recover and grow back into the categories that were essentially they were making you the most money and I guess that would be um, things like costumes and the like because people buy costumes they buy everything um, yeah. how do you increase on that next year yeah it's, look it's a very very difficult question because there's just so many uh, variables to that dilemma um, mm. you know I mean we, 
you know, whether we'll be in a position in 12 months to have that. I, I know, like, the question is, like, how long is coronavirus going to hang around? I mean, we could be another year before they even find a vaccine. Are we going to have constant flare-ups on and off for the next 12 months? That's what a lot of people are talking about. Are we going to be yeah. like WA, which is just, let's just party and it's all gone and it's not coming back and everything's under control? I don't know. And that makes it really difficult for us as a business. I think we're, we're sort of looking at the, the ups, you know, sort of the, the best case and the worst case when we, when we're planning. So we're going, okay, well, if, if things improve, what are we, what is our plan for that? And if things get worse, what is our plan for things like that? And, and that's how we're sort of tackling it. I mean, one of the mm-hmm. things you said, like, you know, things all get better, how do we regrow the category? I mean, there will be significant opportunity, we think, in our, particularly our business, and I think a lot of businesses are going to be similar, where once this is all over, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, will go out of business for various reasons, where they either, mm. you know, like there's some businesses that just can't survive this, and the government incentives just aren't helping them, so they're really unlucky, because yep. not their fault at all, they just they just can't sustain these sort of things. And, now, now um, I... I, I... Yeah. I question that, and the, okay, the reason why I'm questioning that is that there are, I would say, a lot of very small micro businesses that have always been just hanging on. Um, and with that, I've, I obviously talk to a lot of different people and what have you. And yeah. I talk to people and they go, Oh, so how did you go with your bass this quarter? Oh, no, I don't have to pay bass. And well, hang on. If you're not making the turnover, then are you really in business? So I think we need to look through those numbers a little bit. And I think you're right. I think established businesses, unfortunately, a lot of them are going to go. But does that present opportunities? Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Yeah, so there's certainly opportunities yeah. as well. And we, you know, we could see a situation in 12 months where half our competition has gone out of business and mm. there's a lot of stock available because all the suppliers are left holding the plan as well. So you're going to mm. have cheap supply lack of competition, I mean, you could have a very good environment for growth moving mm. forward um, if you survive. Um, yeah. And so yeah. that's kind of, that's one way to look at it. There, there could be a lot of opportunity. I mean, with anything, there's opportunity in change. And for sure. The fact that coronavirus came along was also opportunity. I mean, we've seen, mm. business, you know, some businesses killing it, like doing fishing or, yeah. or you know, biking, smashing it or homewares or electronics. Mm. Um, yeah, smashing right. it. So there's also opportunity. And I mean, we got into sanitizer because again, that change presented, I don't know if I'd call it an opportunity, but certainly some, somewhere for us to go and customers wanted something. Well, so just we to get turnover. That's right. Yeah. 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 Cool. So I think All right. There'll be opportunity so, moving forward. Yeah. Look, I, I agree with that. If you can hang in and, um, you know, that's just a lot of that is cutting costs and unfortunate times that can be costs can be staff costs as well, but you know, a business is a business. Um, so anything else you'd like to add? No, look, I think I agree with you. Like you have to, you have to completely change the way things are, are working. You, you can't, the old model didn't work. I mean, with our, with our stores, we had a bunch of rules in place pre to COVID on how the businesses need to operate. Well, as soon as COVID came mm. on, we threw them out the window and said, forget those, um, mm. forget those, those plans. This, this is the new operating model. We're going to have to, you know, this is the new operating model because this is what's survivable. You know, forget what is appropriate for a business. We need to put in a model that's, that means we'll survive. So, yeah, 100%, I think, you know, that that's what needs to happen. Continually moving forward here is you need to think about what's the model in the current environment, not what's, 
you know, the model in, in a few years, you know, in a year's time or whatever needs to be something different. Well, you need to have a plan for that, but, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not putting that model in. You know. Yeah, and that's a frustration for all of us in business is that, you know, we want to look for growth and we're always looking for growth and expansion and new things and what have you. But, yeah, it's a difficult time to be convincing people to be growing and expanding and doing new stuff. So, yeah, I, I think look, I think we're all going to look forward to just seeing the back of this year. We're heading up to October. Um, let's stagger through to the end of the year, have a massive party for Christmas and New Year, especially for New Year's Eve. Um, yep. see the back of that. And when we have a massive party, we've got to, of course, go to thepartypeople.com.au. So you like the way I did that? Yep. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then buy our party supplies from there. And, um, yeah, you guys do online, of course, and everything else. So um, I'll be buying stuff as well. Awesome. Sounds good. What are you buying? Um, I think I'm going to buy a bigger... I live in an apartment, but I've got a garden apartment. So I think I might buy a bigger Christmas um, decoration of some sort. If I can figure out power and have that on the wall outside. And do you do, we're not allowed to buy fireworks, are we? No, no fireworks. But we could do like, there's certainly inflatables and trees and things like that that you can hang off the balcony. Ah. Depends how good. Yeah, I'm I'm on the ground floor, so I'm lucky. But inflatable is not a bad idea. But hey, yeah. when I think of an inflatable, I think of a different type of party. So um... uh, let's not go yeah, okay, there again. Party supplies. What they, a... they have different type of parties. The party supplies we were talking about earlier, those things. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, I think an inflatable is not a bad idea. I, I'm sure between now and then you'll get it up on your site and I'll be able to find it a lot quicker and easier. Yeah. So that'll be good. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, good. Dean. Have fun. Thanks. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. So that'll be good. All right. Sounds good. All right.